0: To the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. Today my guest is David DeWitt who is a registered financial investment advisor and then after he uh, had his ADHD awakening in 2021 he figured he ought to be able to help people with ADHD with their finances and financial planning. Now, as he and I both agreed, planning is a dirty word among those of us with ADHD, but that's all right. We'll talk about how uh, you can make it work, maybe without even using the word. David's podcast is ADHD Money Talk, and you can find his website at ADHDMoneyTalk.com. David, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much for having me, David. I like your name. You have a great name as well.
0: Yeah, we agree on one thing right from the start. That's right. And I think the other thing we agree on is that uh, when people with ADHD, like you and I, hear the word plan or planning, then our brain says, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else for a while. You keep talking. Um, And we just try to ignore that, put anything else in the way. Um, But I, I really like the way you uh, phrased that or or perspective you had on planning, uh, looking at the future uh, as far as um, looking at it as how would future you think about the actions present you is taking to provide for future you? Yeah. So let's uh, talk about that for a bit.
1: Sure, yeah. That is one of, I think, one of the most powerful ways, especially for somebody who has ADHD, to deliberately sort of think about the future is trying to actually visualize themselves, their actual body, picture it, in the future, waking up and what are you doing that day? How are you feeling? And what has what is your level of stress and anxiety regarding money at that point in your life? And how is, how are you feeling at that point in your life about the younger you, the current you? And are you saying, thanks younger me for, for saving and planning and getting over the hurdle of being able to just actually somehow do it and setting me up so that I'm a little bit more comfortable later on. And I do think that is a a good way to, to approach it,
0: Mm-hmm. and I, um, I know I do, and I think many people, ADHD or not, have a a vision in their mind of where they would like to be or what they would like to be able to do in some time in the future. Of course, with ADHD, it's that nebulous someday, um, which someday never comes because. Someday is always today and with ADHD time being only now and not now someday future that's not now.
1: Yeah. It's really funny how that works. You think you think like I'm a you get really excited about thinking about the future one day and you might spend the entire day thinking about it. Maybe you even spend like the whole day thinking of a plan in your head but as fast as and, ex, and as exciting as that feeling comes as just as fast as it can leave and you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And so the the really hard part with a lot of this is as I'm sure you understand is how do you actually implement a plan? Where's the first step? Like what do I even need to do? And it's just that's really really a big challenge. Yeah, um that we have this Vision
0: even if it's nebulous or if even if it's pretty specific well, I want to have that Vacation home and I want it to be in Colorado so I can ski and hike and um, Want to be able to provide for my kids college education and those things that are Sound good just in our mind. I think uh it's it's another step to even write it down and look at it but the the key thing is as you said the breaking that down into the steps of what do you do today um and or what where does it come up in this week um and that is the the thing all of us read about well when you have a big project um, chunk it down, break it into smaller pieces. Uh, and I find that great advice, but okay, what what small piece do I start with? Um, so when, when you are talking with someone or in your um, podcast, how do you look at getting down to what's even the first section and then the first step of that?
1: Yeah, so really um, when it comes to financial planning for for anyone, whether you have ADHD or not, it, one of the most important things is first figuring out what is like your statement of financial purpose. Like what is even, what is the reason we're talking? Is it because there's so many different reasons, but what is the core, core reason? So asking questions like to yourself or having someone ask you the question like what about money is important to you or why is money important to you in it's, that's a very interesting question because a lot of times people will, uh, they'll either kind of be like, what, like, what do you mean? Or they'll say something like, Oh, because you know, it helps me get to work. But it's like, well, what about getting to work is important to you? And there's this exercise called like the five whys or the three whys where you can sort of drill down and once you've drilled down and sort of begun to understand truly and what's important about money to you it's never it's never about material things it's always about safety security comfort freedom kids family it always comes down to very core values that we're not as ADHDers are not always thinking about in our minds presently because a lot of times we have so much chaos of little things that are important, but are just distractions like forgetting to pay bills or all these little things that we're tackling through. And it's like this, this sort of chaotic sort of merry-go-round that you sort of want to peel back and figure out, okay, if I were to get my finances together and make a plan, why am I doing it? And that's the first step always, in my opinion, to grounding a solid financial plan that has a better than good chance of being stuck to
0: mm-hmm. yeah if it, that's i think one of those th- that's the target um in terms of how do you take your values and that's another like another question and and uh how do you get to what your core values are um and one of the I'll just take a, a sidebar here. One thing I learned about recently, which I found really helpful in defining that, is a, uh, a program—I guess you'd call it—a uh, webcast webinars uh, called a Conscious Partner, and um, that just—they have an excellent one on defining your values, coming, narrowing things down—not narrowing it, but distilling things down into this is your core value and how it's represented in all different areas of your life. And there are other ways to to get that, I'm sure. But that kind of exercise, I think, can help with then saying, okay, I want to be able to support my core value or live into it more. Yeah. And there you get into the, Great, how do I do that?
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because then it's then it's okay, let's do everything, let's create a plan that is through this lens. So it's through this lens Mm -hmm. that's what we're supporting. And so once you have that that framework, then it's it really comes down to okay, what are the what is what's blocking you from from that? And that's a very important conversation. And then when you talk about what's blocking you, that's when you start to be able to turn you know make some goals and and so you you determine the goals um from there. And once you have the goals, then you can even break down those goals even farther and say okay what is what is the first step to achieving this goal? Maybe there's like three phases to a goal if if, if you need to if you need to if if one goal is just to pay off your debt because you know you need um, to you know you need to pay off the debt and then start investing but like when you think of it as like this when you, when when you tell someone okay let's just let's just get to this point without telling them you know the steps it's kind of like whoa mm-hmm. that's overwhelming that's so much pay off debt invest what are you talking about you're throwing so much at me so it's yeah. let's just do one very small thing at a time and understand the importance of that and then once we accomplish that then we'll move and pivot to the next very important thing and it's all in support of this longer-term plan of supporting those values.
0: So, um, and I'm thinking about the make goals and certainly pay off a of debt these days is, should be a huge one for everybody in this country since most of us are in debt to some degree or another.
1: Yeah, America is um, kind of built on it.
0: Yeah, and and it, uh, at the same time, so you may... Be able to work on, and I'm, I guess, speculating here. Uh, s- another goal of putting money toward my child's college education, um, or if you have a daughter, put some money toward her wedding,
1: um,
0: starting when she's one. Uh, speaking from personal experience, there, yeah, not having done that,
1: um, right. right? But yeah, I think
0: absolutely. the the you know, you can say, okay, I'm going to look at paying off debt and some of the steps of doing that, having so much you to put toward that, start with the high-interest credit cards first. Um, but then also, and I'm going to put, even if it's $50 a month, um, into this wedding fund. Um, yeah, and so
1: everyone everyone's sort of strategy and plan will be different and unique to what's most important to them. For some people, I find that having uh, credit card debt, carrying it month to month, is a a very big burden. And they want nothing more than to clear that off just to be able to have that better starting point, um, that better sort of clean slate, so to speak, where they can Mm -hmm. really focus on that that stuff. Um, And of course, one of the biggest things with um, ADHDers especially is, is why are you in credit card debt? You know, what were, the, what were the things, what were the purchases you made? You know, what was, what was the behavior that you, you had that caused you to get, it, get to it in the first place? And for a lot of people, confronting that and facing that and talking through that is a big first step too because for a lot of people, they need they almost need the coaching part more than they need the planning part at first to change mm-hmm. their mindset to uh, modify their spending behavior and and that kind of stuff
0: yeah i think the that the that's ex- exactly it the coaching is looking at what what actions you can take but also helping someone define what are the like you said the important goals, but then what are the action steps you can take? And so a, a coach is asking questions and not just saying, and do this and this and this. Um, but it gets down to that, what do you do today to pay off the credit card debt or whatever? And that's looking at, I guess, your what's your current income, what are your current expenses.
1: Yep. And how
0: do you, to, uh, balance that? Yeah. Um,
1: so the two, yeah, you're totally right. So the two most important things in financial planning, everything's important, but if I were to, if I were to list to you the, the top 10 most important things, the first five would be goals and the second five would be cash flow. <laughs> that, that <laughs> okay. is, that is, that is what it is. Cause you have to have your goals. You need to know where you're, where you're going, the direction you want to head. And then you have to have the cash flow to support it um, and optimize that, and that's where the most of the the hard work is like they're really getting down to the nitty gritty. the hard work is mm-hmm. listen, it looks like you know if you were just able to you know make a few small sacrifices, and you know budgeting is a dirty word because it it gives off a feeling of deprivation and depravity and i'm not going to get what and, I want, and I have and, to like it's a very oppressive word
0: and so, spreadsheets and yeah and numbers
1: and so one of stuff. My, so actually, I guess I had recently on my podcast uh, christine Luke and she she calls budgets prosperity plans, which is a way better word for it hmm. because mm-hmm. you're actually it's actually a plan to to reallocate your money towards things that are going to create prosperity, prosperity for you. So you're simply, you're simply lowering the amount of money that you expend on things that don't provide much value to you. You know, going out to McDonald's two times a week or whatever that habit you have is, Mm -hmm. is not as important to you. And people will be the first to tell you, yeah, you're right. It's not as putting that money towards the debt so that I can then start saving for college and I can start saving for my retirement and for future me to be proud of current me. So it's really all about using the resources somebody has to optimize a plan that makes progress towards prosperity not not budgeting and depriving people of of what they what they think they like every day mhm
0: one of the things i'm facing and i i think uh and looking at the global picture that many people may at different parts of their life is Making a transition from kind of one phase of one's life to the next. And I'm looking at trying to transition, reduce my practice. When I talk about getting out of practice, it's very hard for me to think of not doing some patient care. That's been my life for 43 years. But in terms of that transition, how can I move toward what I'd like? to do, the goals I have for future me in five years, how do I move from where I am now to there? And there'll be people uh, who are, whether they know or not, in transition, how do I, once I get past I'm out of college and now I have a job, how do I transition into now I've got some solid finances. and be able to look at buying a house or sharing a house or getting um, married or whatever, and that's a transition. How do we plan for future family and get married? Okay, talking about are we going to have children? Well, there's a transition in the plan there.
1: Um yes. Yeah.
0: And so planning through the transition part, I think, is another challenge.
1: Yes, 100%. So that's when most, most people that uh, seek out, like a financial planner or an advisor, is usually, it's usually sparked by some sort of transition um, where there's questions. Maybe it's a relocation. Maybe it's buying a house. Um, retirement, obviously the big one. So many people who first reach out to a planner... Mm is, is when they're like in their fifties or even early sixties saying, okay, I'm ready to retire now. Now it's time to get, to get buckled down. And a lot of times, you know, maybe they've done a great job up to that point, but a lot of times, um, there's a lot of catch up to do as well. Um, Mm -hmm. um, at that, at that stage, but you're totally right. Transitions, um, is great. So a lot of times, you know, one thing I like to frame for some, cause let me just, was I going to say? Yeah. So especially when I talk to people with ADHD, a lot of times when I talk to them about retirement, I talk, um, the, a lot of times it's, there's this feeling of that they don't want to, they don't think they ever will. They don't think they'll ever need to. They don't think they'll, sometimes it's like, I don't think I'll make it to retirement, you know, like they're kind of jokingly or like, you know, and a lot of times also it's, it's, I don't really care about me. I care more about my kids. So, and mm-hmm. that's part of the, the education is, is that you, one of the best ways to take care of your kids is to first take care of yourself and make sure that you're treating yourself well. And part of treating yourself well is having your money treat, <laughs> treat you well because if, right. you don't treat, if you don't treat your money well, then it won't treat you nice back. And so Yeah,
0: so yeah. put on your oxygen mask before you put it on your kids, Yeah, um, taking and care so, of yourself so and, you can so, be the sorry. best for them.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so the point I was getting to was a lot of times to those, to those folks who have slightly the more pessimistic or, uh, view is say, well, what about like planning for the inevitable? Like let, instead of saying let's have these fancy goals, let's just say let's just plan for what life's going to throw at you most likely anyways. Like you, you may think you can work forever, but what if something happens with your health or you can't? wouldn't it be mm-hmm. nice to at least know that you'd be okay and that you're, you wouldn't be a burden on your kids? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way that you plan for it because inevitably you will grow old and you may not want to work. You may feel like you want to work forever now, but 75-year-old you may be feeling tired. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: Um, I, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking the, many people I certainly did for a while think of retirement. Well, I don't want to go just sit in a chair and read the paper. That's kind of the, the vision of a lot of people have, man, I'm going to get out of having to go to work and work eight, nine, ten hours a day or more. And at, but same time, I don't want to be without something to do. And, so many people, I first thought is retirement, oh, that means I have to stop doing everything. No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but what you're doing can will change. How can you plan to be doing the what, what you want to do yeah. by the time that change is, okay, now I'm, quote, retired?
1: Right. You're totally right. Retirement is is not that, especially in this day and age. And now it's, it's very much a sort of a, a hybrid for a lot of people's state of being where they're doing their job half time, or they, they're maybe even they're starting a late, late, later life, like hobby, um, like a business even. Um, mm-hmm. so one of the things to think about when you're saving for this part of your life, whether you want to call it retirement or just, um, later life freedom, maybe you call it, because, you know, one of the most Um, one of the most powerful things about savings is its ability to give you freedom it gives you flexibility. Mm -hmm. It gives you options. Um, you know, money is important for, for reasons way more than, than material things and what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you have. It's much more for the ability for it to provide experiences that you value freedom. Mm -hmm. I always give the example of the person who has credit card debt and they're paycheck to paycheck. They hate their boss, they're nine to five, and they have no savings, the credit card debt, and they, they have no freedom, they don't feel like they have any freedom to quit because what are they gonna yeah. do for money? If they had a six month you know, expenses emergency fund, then they could say, you know what, screw you boss, I am quitting and I have six months to find a job, start my own business, or I can figure something out that works better for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No. Admittedly, people with ADD are going to say, "Okay, goodbye," and and not know exactly what they're jumping into. Um, they're leaping off one rock, but they're not sure where the next rock is to land on. And you don't want to land in the water on the stream.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> in that, that's, in that that's where the the planning comes in. Yeah. In, in that example, by the way, if that's you. Uh, make sure you, you have your next job at least locked down or you have a good idea of what you're doing next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For
0: sure. And I certainly see with a, a lot of my patients that the differences between, yeah, and I know this manager I used to work for is, is now, uh, he left for a different company, and he's been kind of, you know, talking to me, gee, you know, would you think of coming over to, my new company, well, that may be enough to say, great, I'm out of here in terms of where you are, then you can talk more seriously and have that place to land Um, instead of just, okay, I'm, I'm leaving and I've seen people in all those different situations. Someone who just said, well, I'm leaving or age 57, the company merged and, oh, your position isn't in the new company anymore. Uh, yeah. we don't have a place for you. Okay. That's a whole different deal. That's yeah. one of those plan for the inevitable and, and that, don't it, just say, well, yeah, it'll happen sometime as you go three months without a job, six yeah. months without a job. Um, and
1: such is and, the, the importance of, of having that emergency fund.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: a lot of people skip over.
0: And also then having that, what are you you working for? What are you looking toward? Um, You know, your future, you can say, man, I'm glad you did put away some savings. And okay, you didn't go on that cruise or whatever, um, but you put some of that money away toward now, so I have the freedom to look for a different job that's a better one. Um, and that again it comes back to that perspective of how can you treat your future you well yeah so your future you is gonna look back at present you and say thank you
1: yeah I I totally agree and a lot of it also I guess has to do with treating current you well too right um, yeah yeah making sure you feel making sure you feel worthy of abundance and having what you need. Um, I do find that there's, you know, and I've, and I've felt this before and sometimes I still struggle with it, sort of not being okay sort of can be my comfort zone, you know, having something to worry about. I know sometimes I wonder like if everything was perfectly squared away, what would I have to be worried about? Because that's sort of a, a baseline feature for some people with ADHD because I, I experience that sometimes.
0: And I, I think that uh, also ties into what I, I see as a, a major thing for all of us with ADHD, our experiences before we knew it was, that that was part of us. And that may be the criticism someone's had growing up through school or, boy, I flunked out of college three times. Um, one woman i I uh, have, have seen for probably 10 years, she said, I've started to finish my college career eight times, and finally, I'm getting my degree, um, and, it's, it, the, and yet, the way she felt about herself, I failed all the time, being able to, um, again, have the plan, look at future you, and how you get to that that, uh, next step. And that oftentimes takes some therapy different than coaching, dealing with the feelings that have come up, um, that may, that gets back to some of the things that may be blocking you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's how therapy has helped me for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, that's been a huge part of my journey. Um,
0: and yeah, mine as well.
1: Um,
0: Well, we need to uh, wrap up and at some point in the future, the future us can look back and talk what present us talked about and uh, bring kind of a next chapter.
1: Um, Yeah, I'd love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about.
0: Oh, yeah, and getting down to the, the, like you say, the, the basics of how do you get to that plan we're going to put some money now so you can pay off the credit card debt save for a couple things and still not have to eat rice and beans for three years
1: yeah um, so for some people eating rice and beans for three years will be worth it three years from now but how can you convince yourself of that now
0: yes my guest today has been David DeWitt a financial Planner and host of podcast ADHD Money Talk, which can also, and you can look more at David's uh, perspective on things and ideas on his website, adhdmoneytalk.com. One of the key things um, and foundation of what we talked about is how would future you look back to present you. In terms of what you're doing now, I think we all want future you to thank present you for some of the steps you've taken. So the future you is living into the vision you have yourself in the future. David, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure for sure.
0: So this is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus signing off and we'll talk to you soon.